Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 52 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner. Last week in podcast 51, we discussed cancer, a group of diseases in which some of the body's cells grow uncontrollably with the potential to invade or spread to other parts of the body. This week, we are discussing cancer and your immune system. The immune system helps the body fight infections and other diseases. It is a complex network of cells, tissues, organs, and the substances they make. Cancer can overpower the immune system if it reaches its tipping point, when the immune system can no longer filter out toxins quicker than they are added. Your body works hard to expel foreign invaders such as bacteria, viruses, and infections. Sneezing, coughing, urine, and feces are all ways the body is ridding itself of toxins. You can also help your body by eating a clean diet, drinking clean water, and breathing in clean air. It's time to clean up and tip the scales back in our favor. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Podcast 52. Today, we are discussing cancer and your immune system. I'm Nikki Sterner, and let's welcome to the show Dr. Kel. Hi, Dr. Kel. Hi, Nikki. Hi. So before we get started, let's do the quote of the day, and this is kind of relevant to what we're talking about. Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better by Emile Koo. And I feel like that is a really powerful set of words to say to yourself every day, right? Yes, and Amelia Koo was accredited with that positive affirmation. And I think that's what he came with it. Do you say things like that to yourself? Do you have positive affirmations you use each day when you get up in the morning? Do you start with some really positive thing about you or the day or how it's going to be or anything like that? I don't do it consistently. I haven't. When I used to see Dr. Ingrid and do the emotional release therapy, I would have things written down little on little notepads and little stickers, and I'd put it up on my mirror. And I, I haven't done it since we moved. Okay, um, maybe time to get back on the horse then. I think you're right, honestly, because it's so helpful. I really think it is, and I think repeating them throughout the day is beneficial as well, though I have to admit uh, I get so busy at times I don't think about it. But it, it can it can change the night today, virtually. Yeah. You know, you uh, are in a bad place, neg in a negative place. Uh, you can often turn that switch uh, 180 degrees and light yourself up to, uh, uh, once again, believing all things are possible and that you're getting better. I knew uh, the first time I was really... Uh, presented with that phrase was uh, in years ago in Colorado. I was a chiropractor in Colorado, and this guy, old guy, walked through the door. He was in his 90s, and he says to me, "He goes, I've been to, been to several chiropractors. Nobody will touch me because my back is really in bad shape, and they're afraid they're going to hurt me, and I'm going to sue them." And I said to him, "Well, if I hurt you, will you sue me?" "No." And I said, "Okay, do what I can to help you." <laughs> and uh, we had a, a neat relationship up until he died. In fact, I was at the hospital just hours before his death. And I can't remember now, what was he, 94, 95, somewhere in there. But that was his positive affirmation. I heard him say it multiple times. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. I try to use that one, and I like that one. If you want like to use that. it, use it. If not, go get some more. They're, they're all over the place. Just do, yeah. do something. That, I think that helped him live longer, personally. And uh, mm. thinking positively, there's been studies done where positive thinkers and happy people, their immune system works better than those who tend to be negative. Though I have met very old negative people. 
anyway, their immune system must be inherently stronger than, than some of those who, who don't live that yeah. old. Anyway, so we're talking about the immune system today. We're talking about the immune system and cancer. So we're going to give some uh, information here uh, from cancercenter.com, which some good information here about the immune system and the relationship to cancer. So I'm just going to share some of this information with you. The immune system is a complex apparatus that both protects the body and in some cases helps cancer destroy it. Every second of every minute of every day, a battle of good and evil goes on inside your body. The good is the immune system, armies of cells designed to defend the body from illness and infection. The evil comes in the form of pathogens, viruses, bacteria, and mutated cells that are programmed to harm. When it comes to cancer, the good guys don't always win. But immunotherapy treatments, even emerging technologies and, go, and going on research are giving doctors more tools to help the immune system do the job it was meant to fight. Fight back against threats like cancer. More developments are coming online as cancer researchers learn more about how the immune system works, how cancer hides from immune cells, and how some immune cells actually help cancer grow. What they are finding is that the immune system is a complex apparatus that both protects the body and in some cases helps cancer destroy it. Let me start by saying we all die, right? Mm -hmm. No way around it. We, get, we were born, which is a miracle in itself, and understanding how we can even exist baffles my mind. But more importantly, it's temporary for all of us. Uh, will the day come where we will be able to become immortal? Uh, I think that's coming later from my religious perspectives. But uh, from a non-religious perspective, or at least from an earthly perspective, if we just take things at face value, you born, you get a short time here on the earth, relatively speaking, and then it ends. And some people, their life ends before, you know, in the womb to all the way up into the hundreds. I think ironically in the Bible talks about uh, limiting a, a man's lifespan to 120 years. You know, the, in the Old Testament in Genesis talks about Adam and, and some of his descendants living to be over 900 years old. Uh, and then in the Bible it talks about there being a change and then man was only able to live to 120. Well, it's rare that anybody ever lives past 120. Uh, connect the dots there. I don't know, but there is a you know we we've yet to break that mold to uh, extend our life beyond that level, and the majority are are at least in the Western world are dead in their late 70s now. I guess or they're keeping people alive longer. Should they? That's an ethical discussion. Mm. Definitely don't want to be kept alive longer if my life is going to be in a negative state. Is my personal opinion. yeah. Let me share a little more information here. The immune system is critical in fighting cancer, says Stephan Lynch, MD, primary care and intake physician at our hospital near Phoenix. We have an immune system that is designed to recognize native and non-native cells that can harm us. The problem is it doesn't always work. Other times it works against us. The immune system is an efficient and powerful biological machine. It protects us from millions of germs and fights off viruses and infections. So powerful are its responses that they may cause fevers, aches and pains, inflammation and swelling. It's because your immune system is ramping up. 
It's doing what it's supposed to do, Dr. Lynch says, and what it does is more than fight off disease. Researchers at Northwestern University have concluded that immune cells, known as macrophages, stimulate cells in the heart muscle, help to keep the heart pumping and maintain a steady beat. Swedish researchers have also found evidence that immune cells clear out a dead brain cells after a stroke and secrete substances that may allow the brain to repair damage. At the same time, mm -hmm. though, scientists are learning how cancer cells not only evade the immune system's defenses, but actually use immune cells to facilitate their attack on the body. What? To me, looking at life in general, whether we want to say the planet or whether we want to say man himself, I think we're killing ourselves personally. Uh, the planet's helping at times, but the planet, if we take advantage of what the planet has to offer us, it keeps us alive longer, doesn't it? All the vegetables and fruits that uh, have spontaneously come to life on the earth, uh, think about it, if evolution is how everything came about, how oddly enough that the things that, uh, it, and if it was a process from the slime in the ocean to uh, and water to uh, little tiny cells to slowly mutating and creating uh, everything that we see on the earth today, if, if that just all happened by accident, so funny how accidentally uh, the uh, plants that grew and were created are food for the next thing that evolved. Mm -hmm. Wow, does that, that sound like an accident to you? Uh, it's hard. To, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't to me. There's design in all this. There's, and I think a, a true scientist, as he really investigates and, and understands our knowledge, gets greater and greater. We begin to recognize that this, this couldn't have all just happened by accident. There's a force behind it, no matter what you want to call it. it let's get back to the immune system. Innate <laughs> intelligence. And that's what I'm getting at, innate intelligence. I call innate intelligence, or my perspective of innate intelligence, is that, that we have an energy, an entity, a, a spirit uh, inside this fleshly body, and that's what's really generating all the energy and, getting, and working through all the cells in our body to make our body function. I believe that when the body reaches a point to where that connection begins to deteriorate, its connection begins to separate more and more and more, and, and once you're dead, that uh, entity or energy leaves the body. And it, interestingly enough, a lot of people don't know, when you die, uh, all the cells in your body don't instantly die. They're alive for several hours after you, after your heart stops beating. Uh, the, the brain stops functioning uh, as far as what we can record. The, all those cells that want, at one point all worked together as a unit now separate in the sense of they, they are individual cells working independently of each other hmm. for several hours after we die. I find that fascinating. Something's gone. Something's left. So, you know, of course, the hearts start beating, but they, uh, um, there's more to it than that. That innate intelligence is what uh, affects the immune system. And that's the innate, the scientific definition would be the, your body's innate uh, ability to recognize foreign invaders and destroy them or expel them in one form or another. That's why uh, sweating is so important. You, you gotta stop putting on the aluminum deodorants and other deodorants that are clogging your pores. There's many natural deodorants that use substances that clog pores. Uh, you don't wanna stop the sweating. You want, you want the sweating to go. That's part of your immune system bringing itself a toxin. Sneezing, coughing. You know, it's good that we cover our mouths when we cough and uh, sneeze so we don't get stuff on everybody. But 
we got to let that stuff out. We don't want to inhibit it because that's part of the way your body rids itself of these toxins and bacteria and everything else. It's part of your immune system. Leaves in your urine and your feces is part of your functioning of your immune system. All these things are integral parts of your immune system. There's many cells that uh, scientifically have been named to be part of the immune system, macrophages, neutrophils, dendritic cells, mast cells, basophils, neutral killer NK cells, B cells, T cells, on and on and on. All these things are, are part of your white blood cell system and your immune system. That is what's happening as long as those cells are all functioning normally and well. I think in a person, okay, look at the different types of diseases out there. Uh, there's many. There's autoimmune diseases. There are uh, there's heart disease, cardiovascular disease, uh, cancer. These are probably the big ones that we talk about all the time. And you often can put a given disease into those types of categories. You can have a specific disease of a given organ, uh, liver disease, kidney disease, etc., etc. But oftentimes it's, it's like, okay, all the organs in your body, by the way, are part of your immune system in and of itself. They are filters. They are uh, filtering out toxins. They are producing enzymes and other uh, other things that are beneficial to your body that help it stay healthy. The body in and of itself kind of like a car in a way. I mean, I, th I think many of the machinery we have today is, is based off our initial knowledge that we began to gain as we began to enter the body itself and look at how everything worked. And then we were smart enough to basically begin thinking, okay, if that works that way in there, how do we do that in the real world with other things? I'm not sure how they, how the first person created the wheel or designed the wheel. They must have seen a boulder rolling down a hill, but I don't know that that was related to the body. Uh, maybe they looked at the eyeballs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the immune system is integral to the way everything functions, and everything outside the body that enters the body affects the way that immune system works. You've got to give your body nutrients to continue, right? If you stop eating and drinking, the body dies. Uh, unfortunately, the things we're drinking and eating uh, are, are not always carrying the nutrients needed for the body to function optimally so that it can expel or get rid of or kill off the toxins and the mutating cells. Uh, when you get can things like cancer, your cells are mutating and then your body is able to kill off those mutations before they spread. When the cancer is growing faster and your body can fight it off. In those cases, along with all the other diseases, they're all related back to the immune system, all of them. Autoimmunity to heart disease, everything is connected to the immune system. People might say that, well, heart disease, that's that's because you're getting cholesterol, and too much cholesterol, it's beginning to lie in the arteries, and then it's causing blockages, or pieces are breaking off, causing an embolism, or, or uh, then uh, stops the blood flow and you die, or part of your body dies, uh, on and on and on. But how does that one connect to the immune system directly and that's related back to your liver function. Why is your liver producing more cholesterol than it should? A whole different uh, line of thinking when we get back to, and we've talked about it in the past about those kinds of things, but uh, we will talk more in, in the future. We'll, we'll specifically pick given autoimmune diseases and talk more about why does the body all of a sudden see itself as uh, a threat. Uh, or given, mm -hmm. given why is it think that healthy cells are a threat to it and begin killing the healthy cells. Hmm. Again, a messed up immune system. Okay? That's yeah. what's happening.
So, any questions? And we're going to learn. And we're going to learn how the immune system gets messed up. We're going to learn how the immune system gets mixed up. The tipping point. Another part of this article. If the immune system is so strong and sophisticated, why does it fail so often in fighting cancer? The short answer, because the cancer overpowers it. I tell my patients that if we didn't have an immune system, we'd all get cancer, says Dr. Alan Tan, MD, Medical Director of Hematology and Immunology and Medical Oncology and Hematologist at our hospital near Phoenix. There's a fine balance between the burden of cell mutation and how well your immune system can fight it off. It is always alert to threats. It's when the immune system is overwhelmed by a tumor that it fails to identify and respond to the threat. Indeed, it is possible, even likely, that your immune system may regularly fight off cancer or precancer on a regular basis without you even knowing it. And we mentioned that before, that is going on all the time, it's constantly, constantly getting rid of mutated cells. We all have a mechanism to filter out a small amount of cancer cells to prevent us from having visible cancer in the body. The tipping point at which cancer begins to overwhelm the immune system is not always known. There are lots of different reasons why that might happen. Some of it has to do with the DNA of the tumor. Some of it has to do with the aggressiveness of the cancer. But research has shown that cancer cells exert tremendous sway over some innate and adaptive immune cells and recruit them to help cancer grow and travel. Researchers at Georgia Cancer Center at Augusta University report findings evidence that cancer cells use immature immune cells called myeloid-derived suppressor cells to metastasize or to move around your body. Using deceptive signaling, cancer cells stifle the growth of the MDSCs and use them to help tumor spread. These cells are essential to successful cancer metastasis. So basically that's the research that's saying sometimes the immune system aids in the spreading of cancer cells because it no longer recognizes those cells as uh, mutations. It sees them as normal, even helps them grow. That's a rare occurrence. Mm. There's very innate balance in the immune system that is usually anti-tumor agentic, meaning it eliminates tumors, but in some cases, if the balance is altered, these cells may actually help tumors grow and develop into full-blown metastatic disease. This article actually is going into more of the, uh, the research they're doing now where they're uh, trying to help boost the immune system's function. And interestingly enough, some of the same research that is used for the COVID vaccine in fighting COVID is being used in cancer research. So basically someday uh, you're probably going to say, here's a vaccine for cancer that's going to boost your immune system to fight off those cancer cells. And it'll probably be one that you have to get every six months for the rest of your life too. Oh my and they'll gosh. keep telling you you can avoid cancer by getting the shot. Uh, that's where I think this is going. But wow. I have a better way. And that is take better care of yourself. A, yeah. a novel thought. That's what we're trying to do here is help people understand you got to take better care of yourself. You've got to eat the right foods. You've got to exercise. You've got to keep your emotional health in check. And all these things play a part. 
you cannot stop death. We just cannot stop death. It's coming for us all in one form or another. We hope mm -hmm. that people die from accidents all the time. They say over r roughly 200,000 people die every day on the planet of something. That's a good-sized city, but it's spread out over 7.5 billion people. And, there, and there's uh, well over 300,000 babies being born every day. Part of those, of course, may be part of the mortality rate too, but not a small percentage. But mm -hmm. my point is you can't stop it. Keep yourself healthy so I don't want to eat well and avoid exposing myself to toxins so I can live to be 120. I want to live in 120 if my brain and body are still in good condition. Right. Uh, I only want to live as long as I can enjoy my life. Quality. And as long as I can enjoy my life in some form or another, and I, you can learn to enjoy your life in many unusual conditions. But typically a demented mind tends to go negative. Yeah. Not all, but the majority. If your body's in a, in a crippled up state, can you be happy? Of course. I have a friend who's uh, in his 60s now who uh, became a quadriplegic in his 20s. Has he lived a happy life? I'm, I think he's a reasonably happy person and he's learned to cope and deal with it. But he's not in, he's not in any pain or significant pain because of his, his nervous system. Is, uh, his pain fibers are dead th through the majority of his body. He does experience as he's gotten older. In fact, he's beat the odds and most quadriplegics uh, die in their 40s from what I understand uh -huh. or, or even early to early 50s, but he's 64, I believe, and uh, um, still going. And I think his positive attitude has helped him. But my point of all that is that uh, if your body's crippled up and you're in a lot of pain all the time, tough to have a happy life in, that, in those circumstances. And so I'm not in a disagreement with things like the state of Oregon has, where if you're, you're terminally ill and you want to end your life, go ahead and do it. They'll provide the ability for you, send you the uh, drug that will end your life, and it's up to you whether you want to take it or not. And, really? And they do that. Yeah, they do that here in California, too. Back to we knew someone Whoa. not long ago who did that. It's, well, it's been a couple of years, where he was terminally ill, and, and he was able to get the pills, uh, but ultimately he didn't take them. He... he uh, kind of went back and forth, back and forth, and then his kidneys finally just quit on him and, and he died normally. But uh, he was prepared to do that and was considering that. So yeah, you can do do that uh, in different states allow for that. And, and I personally think it's a good thing that we're optophic, but, but people who will be listening to this podcast may have cancer. And, and we're going to talk next time more about uh, what the treatments are for cancer and, and what you can do, what the natural treatments are, what the... Uh, unnatural treatments are, <laughs> which yeah. I like to call them, uh, which is basically all the chemotherapies that they do today and, and radiation. They're basically, they're killing the cancer. So they're taking the place of the immune system as well in that sense of, of killing off those cells. But uh, they're also damaging the body in the process. Many people who do these, you know, they're having more and more success with helping them live longer. Right? But like I, I am back to quality of life more than I am about quantity of life. That's not where I would go. But we'll talk more about that next week with about the different types of treatments. And uh, But did you have any comments or, or any other questions about what we've been talking about, Nikki? I was just shocked to hear that they have pills that they'll send you if you are terminally ill. I mean, oh yeah, but that's kind of next week's topic, I guess. But yeah, I, I had no idea that they had that. Yes. Uh, many people wouldn't call that a form of treatment because treatment is an intent to improve upon your life. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, that, that is one form of treatment in my mind because death is inevitable. Do we want to yeah. keep it away uh, uh, as long as possible? Sure. Um, but to me, I only want to keep it off to the point of where I can live, continue to live a reasonably happy life and, and not experience a lot of suffering all the time. That's my point of that. I feel pretty connected to my immune system, if I'm being honest. I mean, I am pretty sensitive to chemicals and foods and all the different triggers that so many things, you know, that affect your body. Mine is just super sensitive. And so I feel like I'm pretty aware right away if I'm off. I don't know if I will ever get cancer, but I feel like if I wasn't so sensitive to my immune system, I wouldn't have that ability to say oh I need to change something right now because I just don't feel like myself whereas before when I was younger I didn't really have that sensitivity I just kind of did whatever I wanted it probably got me to the point where I am now the next level like oh anything will set you off you know you're more sensitive just in my mind I'm going over like your immune system because I feel like I'm pretty aware of like when I feel off versus just pushing it aside and just continuing on and just ignoring it. Well, and most of this enlightenment period came after you'd been sick, and that was in your... In my 30s. In your 30s. How old are you now? Mm-hmm. Can, can you share that with our listeners? Yeah. This month, I will be 43. Um, no, I guess it's just kind of like, hey, everybody, this is kind of a message to try to be more aware of your body before it gets to the point of, you know, where you have to step in with more aggressive forms of treatment yeah and i i have a and and maybe i've mentioned these people before i have a patient who uh he's into nutrition and trying to eat right and kind of became enlightened in that effect when he was uh in his 30s like you he's in his 40s now eating better but he has a wife who smokes and drinks he quit drinking quit smoking and she's of the opinion you know what i don't care I enjoy these things. This is part of my enjoyment in life. I am just going to do them, and if it gives me some disease and it kills me, I'm okay with that. He says he'd like to live into his 90s or older and wants to live a life capable of that. And uh, again, back to the quantity-quality thing, but I think he, of course, he admits that he would like to have his brain functional and his body functional at that age as well. Hopefully, death comes as a result of... uh, something abrupt, I suppose. Most of the time, it's these, like uh, my mother, she has a blood disorder that's slowly taking her, but it hasn't caught on fire, a form of leukemia. She had it for eight years and and doesn't seem to get worse, but it's typically a slow type of form of leukemia that that is more common in older people. My point of that is, you know what? I don't disagree. I don't want to be like his wife in the sense of I'm just going to live a crazy life and eat what I want and do what I want. I don't care how much I weigh. I don't care how healthy I am. And when I say how much I weigh, I tie that back to health. Like inflammation. Yeah. Typically, obesity, not to get off on too deep on that topic at the moment, but if you are obese, you've got your immune system in overdrive all the time, even more so than a thin person. Part of that immune system uh, is working by walling off toxins in your fat. So you store toxins in your fat, which is actually a benefit in one way, 
because it's walling it off so it doesn't hurt your body. However, if you weren't producing that fat uh, because of excess intake of, of food, the, uh, uh, the body would expel it instead of retaining it. Mm -hmm. what, ha what happens when you go on a diet when you're over, heavily overweight? Uh, those toxins get, the fat cells open up, dump out the fat, and they dump all those toxins back into your body. So your body, when you go on these low-carb diets, uh, whether a keto or, or Atkins type, you know, whether a low-protein or a high-protein or a high-fat diet, if you're overweight, and of course, why would you do the diet if you weren't? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, if you're excessively overweight, you're dumping a lot of toxins into your system. Diets cause your body to release a lot of this stuff quickly. And that's another reason to be careful with this. A healthy weight loss process is one, maybe a pound a week or, or less. Um, I, I would say two pounds max. You know, some people are cranking off, you know, 15 pounds in 10 days. I wrote a book, haven't finished it completely, haven't published it, but I'm about ready to make some big changes to it. And Doing this podcast and studying a lot of these research articles has helped me with the title of the book was 10 Ways to Lose 10 Pounds in 10 Days. Guess what? Mm. It's not a, can you do it? And will I share with the public how to do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you because some people just don't care. They just want to lose the weight. It doesn't matter to them. So I'm going to give you the healthiest possible way to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. And I'm going to tell you the crappy ways as well. But mm -hmm. I'm also adding to the book uh, the fact that the best way to go on a diet and lose weight is just start eating right. Your body will naturally begin to lose weight and you can easily lose a pound a week, uh, sometimes more in the beginning and typically as time goes on you'll lose less and less uh, to where your body reaches a balance and it's, it, it's when you're eating uh, the right amounts of vegetables and fruits and, and correct types of proteins and getting all the nutrients you need, it, you'll get to the point to where you don't overeat, you don't crave that crappy food. And if you stay on that process, your body will just reach a level of balance and you'll pretty much stay there mm -hmm. as long as you continue to live that way. And I found that for myself. And uh, uh, it, and like everything else, you go back to your old habits after you've done these crash diets or even if you've done a diet like I'm talking about or a lifestyle that I'm talking about, not a diet. If you change that lifestyle back to your old lifestyle, it'll just all come back. Consider those yeah. things. They're all connected to all these diseases that are so common in our, our society today. Well, that was a really good uh, podcast on the immune system and cancer. Thanks, Dr. Kell. I learned a lot, actually, about the way the immune system works and the different things that it's fighting against and the, the ways that it fights it and the cells and the different triggers and the, the filters in our body. The tipping point. I'm glad so you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it, they, and and you expanded your knowledge. I hope everyone else out there did, and that uh, you are able to use the things that we talk about to benefit your life, to help you be healthier and happier. And just to give a plug to our sponsors, OceanBayNaturals.com and .store, where you can uh, find their website and find the health and hygiene products, natural and organic health and hygiene products which help to keep the toxins out of your body, uh, help you boost the immune system as well. And also if you need standard process supplements, hey, we went through a whole podcast without mentioning standard process, but uh, whole food supplements made from whole foods, one of the few companies out there that do, you can buy those supplements at our uh, website, holistichealth.standardprocess.com, 
and you get a little discount over what you would find in other locations on the internet. Again, we always recommend you seek a health professional advice before reading something and saying the vitamin C is good for me or something else. You know what I mean. Don't self-diagnose with your health. It's yeah. Unless you've been through things like Nikki has been through uh, and had many health problems and learned over the years by uh, reading lots of research and articles articles regarding health and what you, what you can do for the different conditions. We're all still learning. We're all still growing, right, Nikki? Uh, Absolutely. But uh, you shouldn't just try to do it on your own. It's like, uh, can you learn to do all the maintenance on your car? Sure. Uh, but that takes time and effort and work. I find it so funny when it happens more commonly, I think, among young girls, teenage girls, when the, when the check engine light comes on and, and they keep driving. Ladies out there, if the check engine light comes on, there's a problem. You need to pull over and call your parents or, or uh, call a mechanic or get a tow, whatever, or get a device that will test your computer and tell you what's wrong with it. But if it's your engine, and, and it's often can be the cause of uh, there's not enough oil in there, mm. same principle. you got to know how to change the oil or ask, or ask an expert, along with all the other things to maintain your car. Your body's similar. If you're not an expert, if you haven't been educated in it, and you just decide, oh, I'm feeling I have a problem or you read an article, oh, wow, I, I have that symptom. Don't just start taking that supplement. Find out for sure that that's what you need. Yeah. See a specialist. Yep. You guys do a great job of helping with specific things to each person's body. Each person's different. They are. And there's a multitude of symptoms that be caused by a multitude of things and there's lots of overlap. That's why you have to be able to differentiate these symptoms and try to get to the root cause of what's going on. Usually I can take it all the way back to function of your gut, usually where it all, all begins. is the dysfunction of your, your immune system almost always begins in the gut. Right, and if you have any questions, you can email us at healthtalkwithdrkell, that's D-R-K-E-L-L. We'd love to hear from you. And next week we're going to be talking about the treatments. Correct, Dr. Kell? Yes, natural and, and unnatural treatments for cancer. And that's... I. Just to plug that in because I didn't hear it, uh, Ocean Bay, or Dr. Kell, I'm sorry, he'll talk with Dr. Kell at gmail.com. Oh, thank you. That's right. Yep, at gmail.com. Okay. Yes, so Professor Kell, this has been another good classroom session. I appreciate all the information. I took my notes, and I'm ready for my quiz next week. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So Thanks if so much, you Nikki. learned something today or you know somebody with cancer or is having some immune system issues, please feel free to share this podcast with them. And we will talk with you again next Tuesday. Thanks, Dr. Cal. Thank you, Nikki. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. 
Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.